Hey familia, we're Edgar and Janet. Bienvenidos. This is Hanging With. The Sotero's Podcast. Con mamá y tata. I love it. <laughs> Gracias, Ariela. I'm sure you've heard people, if not yourself, say, I don't know what happened. We just fell out of love and that's why our marriage ended or our relationship ended. Pues ya no lo aguanto. <laughs> ya no lo aguanto. <laughs> yeah, it's in Spanish. It's like, I can't stand them anymore. <laughs> Heather, the therapist, will be joining us today to find out the reasons why we fall out of love, how can you fall back in love, and most importantly, how can we prevent from falling out of love? This episode is actually inspired by a message we got from one of our listeners on our Instagram, who unfortunately fell out of love with her husband and Aww. wants advice. What's even more interesting is that when I got the DM, I asked Janet, my wife, mm -hmm. if she had ever fallen out of love with me. <gasps> she paused just like that. And I said, okay, hold on. You're thinking about it. Don't respond until we actually record the episode. Mm -hmm. So I will find out at the same time you will find out if my wife has ever fallen out of love with me. Hi. Coming up next. We want to thank God for giving us another opportunity to hang out with you. My name is Shaboy Edgar. This is my wonderful wife, Janet. Hola. Here we go. Actually, we want to start off with a funny story because to be honest with you, the last two episodes, um, we've cried a lot. And according to your messages, we made you cry a lot. So obviously due to my dad passing away and us talking about him and celebrating his life, right? It's been a sad, tough time in our life. Mm -hmm. I got a random text this week. That even though I'm dealing with all this and we're dealing with the pandemic, my dad passing away, so on and so forth, it literally made me laugh out loud. I was on the floor laughing and I couldn't wait to tell you about this text that I got back. Uh -huh. First of all, because it was so insulting, but funny. <laughs> the text actually proves once again that your phone is listening to everything you say and selling it to your advertisers 24-7. I'm sure you've been in a situation where you're talking about XYZ situation. Yeah. And then on Instagram, you get an ad for it. <laughs> that is creepy. Right? Yeah. I get all kinds of taco ads. <laughs> <laughs> I got a text this week to prove this theory that your phone is actually listening to you. And it read this. Literally said my name. Edgar Sotelo. Finally, you can melt all your belly fat away. <laughs> In less than six weeks. <laughs> Supply is limited. Click on this link. Oh my gosh. I feel so <laughs> what babe just say it looks like you want to pee I feel, I, feel, I feel so guilty because I feed you <laughs> okay but in reality we have been eating our emotions lately yeah. it's like we're sad we eat yeah, yeah. We're, we're happy we eat you've seen but... many memes you've seen many memes quarantine 15 or COVID-19 pounds oh man Uh, that we've been gating. So, okay. uh, I feel guilty for that. <laughs> thank you, babe, for taking some of the blame. <laughs> That's why I love you. That's why it's so important to stay in your marriage because uh, you don't have to take all the blame oh, alone. Man. Uh, but anyways, I posted this in my stories on the gram and uh, a bunch of you actually responded that you also got this text. The same one? With my name on it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yo, tell Edgar. <laughs> He really needs to lose weight. He can burn his belly fat. <laughs> No, no, no. With their name, babe. Oh, my They got goodness. the message with their name. One listener named Jenny uh, got a text saying, you can finally burn those 60 extra pounds. 
Dang. In less than six weeks. Uh, she was like, damn, if that happened, I would go back to my elementary school weight. Casi desaparecía, la neta. But anyways, just wanted to share that funny story. All right, let's get to this episode's topic. If you're falling out of love, why do you think it is that you're falling out of love? How can you fall back in love? Or is that even possible? And how can you prevent from this happening in your relationship? I got a DM from a listener that I'm going to share with you right now. But long story short, she's saying, I'm falling out of love with my husband. We have kids together and I'm just with him because of the kids. What do I do? And I asked her, well, what happened? Why do you think you fell out of love? And have you all seeked counseling or help? Yeah. And she responded by saying, he stopped paying attention to me three years ago. He stopped appreciating me. And I would even give him red flags on purpose to try to get his attention. And it didn't work. I would tell him that other men wanted me and that a guy tried to kiss me. And he wouldn't even get mad or engage in an argument with me. So now he's trying to give me all the attention, but it's too late for us. And I think it's too late for counseling. I don't think he'll do anything because I'm bored and I'm done. Oh, no. Isn't it interesting, though? A lot of times you try to get a reaction out of your significant other and they won't react. So that builds to the argument. Do you like it when I react, babe, if you're upset at something and you say something to me? Well, it depends. Because the way you react is by laughing out loud. And that makes me more upset. So, nah. <laughs> Hold on. Let me give some context because that just okay. sounds like a super douche move right there on my behalf. <laughs> you the said it. <laughs> because it is so rare to see you upset. Right. That when you get mad, you look so cute, babe. No, my <laughs> Sorry, babe. No, honestly. It's tan cute. How can somebody like, look cute by being upset? And how, that's so disrespectful, by the way. <laughs> I know it's disrespectful. It's rude. You're and being sarcastic. I say that to myself in my brain. Do I not like laugh. You're pointing not, at your forehead. <laughs> do not laugh. Do not laugh. And by me telling myself not to laugh, it makes it harder not to laugh. And then you laugh some more. Anyways. Yeah. So her husband was not responding. Hmm. I told her this when she said that. I don't think it's too late. And I do believe counseling can do something because you initially asked me for advice. So that shows me that you still have hope. Mm -hmm. And deep down inside of you, you really want your marriage to work. Yeah. My final question to her via DM was in regards to if she should call it quits and get divorced. Can you look at your children in their eyes? Mm -hmm. A year from the day that you get divorced. And can you feel peace about telling your kids, mijo, mija, mm -hmm. I tried everything, everything to try to save our marriage. But oh, it just didn't work. That's a great question, babe. Like You got to give it your all, not just quit. And it's understandable. A relationship, you can give it your all, but it's still not going to work if your other half doesn't give anything. Do you have peace on your end that you've given right. it all? And this is what she responded to me. Thank you so much. Seeing it that way, I'm going to seek counseling and make sure I try everything before deciding to break it off. Good for her. That's awesome. And yes, I commend her for that because I can see that from friends that I have that have experienced divorce. 
a lot of times there comes this like guilt slash shame, which is unfair. But I've also seen people say, I have peace because I tried it all. Mm. I literally did everything I could and it just didn't work because the other person wouldn't participate. And that's when you know it's time. Wow. And let's be honest, right now with the pandemic, the quarantine has put a lot of pressure on our relationships. Because of the pandemic, a lot of us have been out of work, including myself. There's economical worry and pressure. There's at times boredom, lack of escape from each other, conflicts over your kids and your kids are yelling all in a small room or small space. You get more irritable. Y explotas. Mm-hmm. Y a veces it's not even directed towards your significant other. You're just frustrated with life right. or your work situation or the fact that you can't go out and do your daily routine or your kids are annoying as hell. Mm-hmm. And you get frustrated. That's so true. I also think it's the root can be communication. Yeah. So if you don't communicate what you're feeling, you're going to end up bitter mm-hmm. and it's going to build up. And then it's going to, you're just building, building, building all this bitterness inside of you. And then you're going to just not give a crap anymore. But I think it's also important for your partner to be open to listen. Correct. Yeah. Because if you're not, then that's going to make you more bitter if that person doesn't want to listen. I know there's times when you and I are like, oh, not thinking we're not on the same page. Like maybe I don't want to do something and you do. But it's like, at least if I say my piece and it sets me free, then you know where I stand and then we come to a common ground. That's important, right? Mm -hmm. Being on the same page. Mm -hmm. Divorce rate has increased by 15% during the pandemic. Wow. And it was already at 50%. Man. So meaning that one out of two marriages weren't making it. Due to this topic, I did a very scientific survey on my Instagram stories. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. It's about to get published. (laughs) (laughs) It's la neta al cien. But I asked you, do you believe you can fall back in love? with someone you fell out of love with. And 73% of you said, yes, Hmm. you can fall back in love with somebody you fell out of love with. Hmm. We then dove into further research on our gram and asked you two questions. Why did you fall out of love? And have you fallen back in love with the person that you fell out of love with? And how? Did you ask people what they think love is? I haven't, but let's Hmm. go step by step. Maybe... Tell me why you're asking that question once we read some of the people's comments. Yeah. First of all, why did you fall out of love? One of our followers on the gram wrote this. Well, I found out he was cheating, always on his phone, liking another girl's social media account. I was told by mutual friends that he was seen with another woman (gasps) who was the girl from social media that he was liking. No. I broke up with him. And two weeks later, that same girl posted a happy one month anniversary picture with my ex. She's like, how is that possible? You guys have been together for a month. We broke up two weeks ago. So obviously that's why she fell out in love. It was caused by that. Mm. Love, you have another message. Yeah, my angel 0620 says, I fell out of love because the good sex stopped. (laughs) I fell back in love when the good sex returned. (laughs) See what I mean? Like, did you ask people what love is? To her, love is good sex. Well, my angel 0620 is like, dude, obviously. Because <laughs> he's thinking with the other head. Uh. <laughs> La neta. I was like, come on. So that's that's why you're asking why. Interesting. What mm-hmm. is love, right? What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> focus, focus. This is from Jesse. 
Betrayal, not supportive of my goals, not appreciating me. Ouch. That's an interesting one. Not supportive of my goals. Is she communicating? uh, We don't know. We don't know. (laughs) Another Patty wrote, he was being disrespectful, excessively jealous, controlling, mind games, and verbally abusive would always put me down. Ooh, okay. Bye. Next. I hope she's not with him still. Here's some more messages of why people fell out of love. Oh, this is from Mrs. Diaz. I fell out of love because he's a mama's boy. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. But when mom makes all the decisions, you obviously still need your mama and aren't ready for a wife. (laughs) Miss Diaz, that one hurt me. You're a mama's boy. I am. I'm a mama's boy. But not to that extent. (laughs) I'm a mama's boy in the sense that I'm there for mom. I respect for But I know that God goes first, then my wife, my kids, and then my parents. This is from Rivera. The pandemic and quarantine. I can't stand him. He's so annoying. I miss escaping him. I would go back to work. (laughs) Just a few minutes. We're actually going to get the clinical perspective from as a therapist on both of these questions. Why do you fall out of love? And can you fall back in love? And how do you fall back in love? So here are your messages. This is from Linda. When I asked, did you fall back in love with the same person that you fell out of love with? And if so, how did you do it? Linda said, hell no. Why would you take your trash out and then bring it back in your house? Bye. (laughs) Toma. That's a good one. (laughs) Linda con todo. Oh, man. Miss O. Patty said, yes, we fell back in love again when we started highlighting the good in each other and communicating how much we appreciate each other instead of always nagging and complaining about each other. Yes, that's awesome. You know, sometimes, unfortunately, that's the only communication that couples have is when they're complaining. That's mm-hmm. the only thing they'll communicate. And there's like zero positive reinforcement. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Like, love, how would you feel if I just said what you're doing wrong all the time, but I never encouraged you? I'm like, babe, I appreciate when you did this. How that, would you feel? I mean, so demeaning. So demeaning. Like, oh, what do you think? Who do you think you are? You think you're better than me, but never appreciate me and always put me down? It's interesting, right? Like, as I even heard it in your voice, you were ready to fight. Taking off my hoops. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it just sets the atmosphere, the tone of the atmosphere of the house. If you're always complaining, you're going to have a bad attitude yeah. and it's not going to be peaceful and joy around. So, no. A lot of times, the best way to get your significant other to do the things that you want them to do is not by complaining about the things you don't like them to do. Does that make sense? Totally. And also leading by example. Preach, Janet. Tell me more. For example, if I want you to rub my feet, I'm going to rub your feet first. Oh, really? Is that why you're doing it? (laughs) And then I'm like, babe, can you please rub my feet? The last nine years I've been married, I thought you were just always like, wow, she always wants to rub my feet. You see, it worked. But really, you just wanted a massage back. (laughs) It worked. (laughs) Uh, What else did we get? This message is from Keepy. Yes, we fell back in love by supporting each other's goals. And we literally started dating again as when we met the first time. Wow. I love that. It's almost like they hit the reset button. That's so important. I think we got to remember that we were first boyfriend, girlfriend, and then engaged, and then, you know, married, husband and wife. And then if you have kids, then you become parents. But you got to remember that you first were boyfriend and girlfriend. But it was a lot simpler when you were first boyfriend and girlfriend because there was less things pulling at you. That's true. Now us having two girls, three and one, Arielan and Lani, we love them, mm-hmm. but they're constantly pulling for attention from us. And then you have everything else that's going on in the world pulling 
and grabbing and wanting our attention and being distracted. And because we know that we love each other, sometimes we're like, oh, my wife will understand if I don't attend to her right now because she knows I love her. But we stop showing it with actions. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm going to share this audio from Crystal, how she fell out of love and back in love with her husband. Check out her story. Hi, my name is Crystal. I think that we fell out of love because we got to the point in our lives where we were both going towards our careers and we didn't have time for each other. We already had had two kids and we kind of lost the love that we had for each other. And we kind of just agreed to separate. We weren't together for about six months and we started dating again um, after those six months. And, you know, thank God that we kind of grew love back, that we both started going to church. And of course, we were both praying for that love and connection. And we've been uh, together for two years now, and mm. it's better than ever. Thank God. Thank you so much. And hopefully you guys have a wonderful day and God bless. Thank you. Thank you, Crystal. By the way, you can always reach us via Instagram at Edgar I. Sotelo or my wife at Discovering Agape or just look up the hashtag Los Sotelos. Crystal, thank you for sharing that. Congratulations on fighting for your marriage. And I want to clear something up because I think a lot of people have heard other couples say, oh, yeah, we just got back in line with God and God healed our marriage. And you sit there like, it sounds like some type of magic trick, like abacadabra, God fix it. And he does. Now, supernaturally, I believe God can't change somebody's heart and make it from being a bitter person, hateful person to a loving and patient person. Mm -hmm. But let me just explain, at least in our marriage, how God does help our relationship. Mm -hmm. The concept is that if you have a relationship with God, in order to have a relationship with God, just like any other relationship that you have with a human being, you got to talk with them. Invest your time. You got to communicate. You got to learn more about them. Not just yourself. Yeah. So that is what having a relationship with God is. And one of the ways that we learn more about God is through the Bible and by listening to pastors or priests or spiritual leaders speak on God. Mm -hmm. It can be supernatural that God can heal your marriage or your relationship, but also because you're trying to live a more Christ-like or God-like life, you're going to behave differently. With an open heart. Because of what you're learning. A couple examples. Let's look at the Bible real quick. Ephesians 5.25, for husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for it. Right. Husbands, and I'm speaking to myself, am I willing to give up my life for my family and my wife? Most Uh, importantly. Are you? Yes. (laughs) A thousand percent. I I know that for a fact. Every night, you and I, before we go to bed, we say, hey, let's read the word. So we're reading the word and we pray together and we're constantly, you know, reading about the Lord and he always answers, you know, what we're going through. So it's like, we're, we, you got to live by what you say you're living by. Right. And, and, and this word that we're getting here, you apply it to your life. Let me give you another example. Genesis 2.24 says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. This is the cure to mamitis right here. This is the cure to mama's boys. You're like, how does God help you? This is it. It says <laughs> you got to leave your father and your mother. Therefore, you got to put your wife or your husband first. 
And if you have a suegra or a suegro, a mother-in-law or father-in-law that's getting way too involved in your relationship, aka creating issues, making you feel like you got to choose between one and the other, the Bible clearly says you got to be there for your wife first. But obviously, still honor your parents. Correct. But you got to set boundaries. Yeah, that's true. Oh, this is one of my ultimate favorite ones. It's 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 5. It's love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. <sighs> so beautiful. Imagine if we really lived that way in our relationships and we were patient, we were kind. We did not envy that when the other person maybe is doing well professionally, that you kind of have this envy of the other person. That happens a lot, especially nowadays that so many women are so empowered, are women that have amazing careers. And especially in the Latino culture, it's kind of counterculture to how we were raised. Yeah. But I love what Crystal did with her husband. That shows a lot of respect for each other. Right. They're like, we need help. Let's give it up to God. Yeah. And yeah. they're respecting God and each other. And First Corinthians also says love is not proud. Imagine if you took your pride away and just listened to somebody when they were talking about what they wish you would become and you weren't proud about it and you didn't get defensive about it. So anyways, I just wanted to explain that. When people say God is in our relationship and now we're better off, I really believe this is what it means. Because you're studying and learning more about God, you start applying these things that you're learning from the Bible into your life and you change your behavior Mm. and your heart and your thought process and therefore becomes a healthier relationship coming up next we're going to catch up with head of the therapist from a clinical perspective she's going to enlighten us on why is it that we fall out of love what are the red flags and how can you fall back in love also janet you're not going to get away i'm here you still haven't answered have you ever fallen out of love with me within our last nine years of marriage. We'll find out. Coming up next. (laughs) Heather, the therapist, is on with us. Hello, Heather. Hey, Edgar and Janet. Hi, our favorite therapist. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for being on with us. We missed you. Happy to be here. And I'm really excited to talk about love and falling out of love. Let's do it then. True or false? All people in relationships eventually fall out of love. I'm going to go with totally true. I am in favor with all of those IG messages. I think it's true because um, so many people have fallen out of love and they fall back in love. And um, Janet's question is my favorite is what is love? Um, But I think that love is a very flippant and it's a very wavering idea. Um, But commitment is something different than love. Mm. And we don't know how to love. So I'm glad, again, Janet, you guys, you had some great comments earlier today about the Bible verse, 1 Corinthians. Um, love is so many things that we didn't know it was. Patience, not boastful, not proud. Mm-hmm. And I think, we, you know, we'll learn a lot of pitfalls about how we bring what we thought love was into a relationship. And we learn that we have to unlearn all of those behaviors Mm. and figure out how to commit to someone that we've decided to be with. Heather, with all due respect, maybe this is my hopeless romantic inside of me, but I don't know if I agree with you that all people in a relationship eventually fall out of love. 
I, I think that is true if people do nothing to cultivate and water the plant, if you will. Regar la plantita. Then I believe that's true. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? I think it does. Um, but I think that that is in an ideal world. Okay. And oh. in the real world, we go through so <laughs> many ups and downs in life. And <laughs> um, life throws us a bunch of curveballs. And okay. I think that we find ourselves unsure and unhappy and we have to commit to cultivating that love. But in those ebbs and flows, we're going to find ourselves falling slowly out of love. And hopefully we stop it before it's too late. Can we meet halfway and say... All people are vulnerable to falling out of love if they don't take action. Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. I'll give you all people are vulnerable to falling out of love. And you could backslide all the way out or you can stop it before it gets so late that you walk away from the relationship. And that, that's why we're doing this today to, to try right. to help people not fall out of love or if they did at least do everything they can to hopefully heal their relationship. Yes, you, babe, you're you are a hopeless romantic. <laughs> so Heather, why do people fall out of love? I think there's so many pitfalls. Um, some of them are going to be really basic, right? Working too much, health problems, a loss of a loved one. A lot of times if people go through depressive episodes or other mental health issues, right. we're going to not be able to connect with someone else in those moments as much as we would like to. Um, then there's other really basic things like boredom or getting comfortable. I think we heard a lot of messages about people got bored. Um, maybe the sex life dies down, the spark dies down. There's a bunch of really regular things. Um, some unregular things are like a breach of trust, infidelity. Yeah. And I want to highlight here that there's going to be some relationships that are toxic or unhealthy or abusive. And those are not the relationships we're talking about today that you should work for and um, keep trying on. Those are the ones we want you to walk away if you are at all, at all feeling unsafe or that your relationship is toxic. And we're speaking of domestic violence, mm -hmm. uh, verbal abuse, and so on and so forth. I mean, look, if, if you want to seek help, another person wants to get help, but if they keep showing you that they continue that behavior pattern, I mean, it's literally at times putting your life at risk. And if you have kids, your kid's at risk. Definitely. It gets more complicated, Heather, once we do have kids, because Janet asked earlier, what is love? You touched on what, how important that is. And you got to understand something. It's not like we go to school to learn what is love. <laughs> our school is life. And our first school are our parents. Yes. We see what love is. From what we see at home from our parents. And that's how we start defining love. So if you're in an abusive relationship or a codependent relationship, you are showing your kids that, quote unquote, that is love. And it will create this vicious cycle that will take a lot of effort from that child to be able to get out of that mentality that that is, quote unquote, love because it isn't. Absolutely. So I think that's why it's so important. Thank you for bringing that up, Heather. In those specific relationships, we got to be careful of it's okay if you need to step away. It's actually the right thing to do. And my next question for you, Heather, is what are some red flags that we could start seeing that show us that maybe, hey, love is dying in our relationship? And I think we've touched on this uh, word before is communication. And there's so many ways that communication can die down also. People can pull away. 
They can avoid connection. They can actually withhold communication and walk around with their arms crossed and slam doors in the house. So if you are literally avoiding connecting or communicating with your partner, those are red flags that if you don't change the behavior soon, you may find yourself unable to repair the relationship. Um, So I'm going to go communication as one. The second one is going to be avoiding intimacy. And there's a lot of situations where in life, intimacy ebbs and flows also. Sometimes you're having a lot of sex, sometimes you're not. But if you are not finding ways to connect intimately, holding hands, sitting next to each other, eating dinner together, going to bed together, if you're continuously avoiding emotional and intimate connection, that will also be a red flag that if you don't change that behavior, you will find yourself unable to save your relationship. Um, I think last one I can throw in is scorekeeping or resentment. And again, Janet, you mentioned this in the first Corinthians verse that love keeps no record of wrongs. Mm. If you find yourself continuously in your head or verbally listing off what your partner has done wrong, then you will have a very hard time reversing that downhill spiral of your relationship getting out of control. Ouch. Like keeping tally, right, Heather? Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Edgar, you mentioned it because it's more helpful to comment about the things you appreciate about your relationship or about your partner than it is to list off the things that they didn't do right. Thanks, Heather. One of the greatest coaches in sports, I went blank on his name, but he was a football coach. And traditionally, they would show football players, like after a game, right? The next day, they would run video of the game. And most coaches run video of the things that went wrong. Oh. This is what we did wrong. This is what we did wrong. This is what we need to do wrong. So we need to do this better. Da, 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 da. And this coach flipped things around and said, what if I start showing my players what they did right? He became one of the most successful coaches in the history because players started seeing themselves doing things well, therefore encouraging them. And they got a visual of what that was. Started believing in themselves. How to catch a ball, <laughs> how to block, how to throw a ball, whatever it is that they were doing well. Yeah. Now they have it in their mind. And it's become this movie trailer in their head of what they're doing well. So it's easier to, for it to come out naturally rather than playing this negative movie trailer in your mind about yourself which is gonna only produce more of that and i thought that was so powerful anyways going back to falling back in love go ahead Chugu. enlighten me please because i'm having a hard time with this whole falling back in love mm-hmm. is it possible to fall back in love because i that's kind of to me like lukewarm because you're either all in or you're not i admire people that do that but I'm having a hard time. Like, how do you fall back in love? I mean, yeah, if, even if you get into trouble with your spouse or significant other, but you still love the person, right? I mean, how do you fall out and how do you fall back in love? Yeah, I think you're bringing up a really good point of making sure that you're all in. And this is the question that Edgar asked the woman that wrote in. Are you willing to walk away knowing that you gave it your all? And I think that's how you're going to fall back in love. You have to decide that you're going to invest as much time as you did in cheating or as much time as you invested in causing drama and fighting with your partner, that you're going to invest time in compromise. You're going to invest time in being vulnerable. 
You're going to invest time in sacrificing your insecurities, letting go of your ego, being afraid and doing the uncomfortable because you are committed to falling back in love with your partner, no matter how scary or how uncomfortable that may feel. Mm, That's good. And to answer your question, babe, if I've ever fallen out of love with you. Yeah. You're going to do it now? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. Let's do it. I'm finding this out with you, Heather, and everybody that's listening right now. Have you, in the last nine years of our marriage, ever fallen out of love? I have not fallen out of love, but there has been moments where I dislike you very much. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Just being real. You guys should have seen her eyes when she said that. (laughs) For example, I mean, this is like maybe nonsense compared to other people's situations that are real struggles. But because we have such a great relationship... It's like I see sometimes that you're like, oh, expecting me to do things. And it's like really irritable and annoying. And so it's like I dislike you at the moment, but that doesn't mean that I don't love you. Like I love you so much. I can't see myself without you, you know, even though I could be without you. But you make my life that much better. And for example, like we'll be in the house and there's toys everywhere, clothes everywhere. And you'll be on the phone talking to, you know, I don't know, a friend. And then you'll go over those items in the floor. And I am like just watching you as I'm heating up the milk, cooking dinner. I'm like, really? He can't even pick that toy up? You're like stepping over. Like, let me just, like a hurdle. I'm like, Like if it were like a bomb or a mine. (laughs) Exactly. And those little things, like if I don't tell, and I usually tell you right away because I don't keep things. (laughs) I don't keep things. So I'm like, I'm not going to let it like make me feel miserable. Like why, what for? So I tell you, hey, that wasn't cool. I saw you do this and this and that. And those little things can build up if I was to let it, you know, stay in me. But because I tell you how I feel and I feel very comfortable and I'm not afraid to tell you how I feel, it allows me to love you even more because you are like, oh, I totally get it. I'm so sorry. And apologize. And apologizing is another big thing. And I'm like, man, that felt good that you apologize. Because Absolutely. Well, so I just wanted to clear. And I mean, little situations like that, you know, there's never been a major, major, but there's little things that have, have happened. And I'm like, ah, Dude, that sucks. I don't like it. But I could see how that can become (laughs) irritable and build up if you hold it in. And then, for example, if I didn't do anything about it to change my behavior, I could see how slowly, Heather, like you're saying, it turns into irritation, into falling out of love and just saying it's pointless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this person doesn't value what I'm saying or what my needs are. So why even try? Thank you for sharing. I want to highlight. Janet, that you mentioned a special skill that we want Mm. people to remember when times are hard, right? When times are going well, you can remember why you love the person. You can let go of things that are small. You can prioritize Mm. connection or intimacy to continue to develop or cultivate your relationship. Mm. But when times get hard, when you've lost a job, when you are struggling with depression, when you've lost a family member, those are the times where you want to remember the skill that you have now and bring that skill right back out and continue to prioritize intimacy, even though it might be hard or communication, even though it might be hard. I mean, let's look at the last 10 months of our life. Love. Ooh. I lost my job. My dad passed away. He's now in heaven. Yeah. We got hit by a pandemic. to me and we got two little girls it's the perfect storm Mm -hmm. for a lot of issues 
Heather, this is where Janet, and you said it earlier, Janet sees love as she's 100,000% committed to being there for me. And through this process, love, I want to thank you because you've never backed down. You've always stood by my side and you've always said, I don't know how, but we're going to figure this out. It's been hard. (laughs) Why are you crying? Because it's been probably the toughest years of our marriage. But we bring it up to God and he'll tell us, you know, exactly what to do and... And I love you. And for me, love is not necessarily just sex. It's it's communication. It's respect. It's being there for each other. And, and you know, this has matured us so much that I'm like, I can't live without you. <laughs> Plain and simple. Neither can I. And so I hope that if you are listening to us, that you get, if you get anything out of this, is that you got this. You can fight for your marriage too. And I'm so pro-marriage and... And it's a beautiful thing that it's got its ups and downs. And, you know, we've been through an emotional roller coaster, but it's allowed us to like be stronger together. And, and you don't have to thank me because we're, I, the moment I said, I do, I, you know, I want to marry you. It's like, yeah, I, I, I take it all your, your career, everything. And, and great things are coming. And I have faith that great things are coming. I have your back as well. And even though you didn't ask me, I've never fallen out of love with you in the last nine years. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> she doesn't need to ask, Heather. She's, <laughs> she knows I'm straight up mandilon whipped a thousand percent. How can I not be? Uh, you're so good to me, love. And, and I, think, I thank you for thank you. being my ride or die. Yeah. Um, your heina. <laughs> my heina. I want to thank you for uh, diving into this journey with us. Because, and I think you and I had this conversation earlier this week, Heather, of like, hey, most of the stuff you guys are going to be touching upon are, is it around relationships? And I said, yes, because we believe that the core or the root of many problems in our society is birthed from unhealthy relationships and households with a lot of turmoil. And that's why we devote so much time. And that's why we want to be as vulnerable as we can possibly be with the things that we're going through. Oh, yeah. To hopefully encourage you that you're listening, that the worst thing that you can think is that you're in this alone and that nobody will understand. Because in that moment, there are thousands of other people that have been through something similar to what you're going through. And within those thousands of people, there are a great amount of people that have made it out of it. And to also not be afraid if you need help. If you, you yes. know, if you're in an abusive relationship, seek help. It doesn't even need to be that extreme. Just you're in a relationship where it's not working out. Seek help with your local church, with a therapist like Heather or whomever it may be. Our school for love is what we grew up with. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to us to do more research. So thank you, Heather, for bringing so much wisdom to our listeners from your perspective as well. I, absolutely. And I wanted to take a moment to thank you too. also. I think for me, what I am realizing is that we all need some type of motivation. If you're in a relationship, you're going to find yourself in a place where you're unsure. And you two have just graciously decided to open up your life to anyone who might need some hope 
and some motivation mm. and you bring the real right you're telling the honest truth about things that have um not gone the way you wanted to in your relationship but ways in which you committed to keep trying and i think that is so necessary and you guys are so vulnerable and bringing your authentic self and people will continue to um really really benefit from what the los otelos podcast is bringing to the table oh thank you heather thank you heather that means a lot is there anything that you would like to say in closing before i share a really cute and awesome audio a message that we got from one of our listeners is there anything that you like to say in closing in regards to falling back in love or anything that we've spoken about today yeah i think i want to walk away saying give it your all mm. Give everything that you decide to be a part of your all, whether it's parenting, work, when you get home, give your family your all, give your relationship, give your all to every single thing you do. And then at any point when you walk away, you will be able to walk away completely satisfied with what you brought to the table. That's so good. That Exactly what she said is just going to make you happy when you give it your all. And most importantly, Heather... It's going to bring you peace mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because if you can lay down and go to sleep and even though things didn't work out for you, right, even in my situation and, and my job loss, everything that was within my control, I know that I gave it my all yeah. and not every variable that I have control over and it didn't work out and, and it is what it is. And, and soon I will be able to share what I believe was God's plan this, this whole time. Mm -hmm. Second. With my dad passing away and now in heaven, we were at peace because he was at peace and I gave him my all. And I feel good about that. Yeah. There's so no regrets. No matter what mm -hmm. you're going through, if you gave it your all within your reach, right? Because that's all you really can do and things still don't work out. You could still lie and, and sleep in peace. And that's something that nothing in this world can give you. But just knowing that you gave it your all and that you're an honest person, you're doing your best, and that God has plans to prosper you and not to harm you, but to give you hope in your future. So thank you for sharing that, Heather. Again, follow Heather. Her Instagram account is Heather underscore the underscore therapist. Can you tell us a little bit more about your Sunday Clarity IG series before I get into this awesome message that we got. I love the title. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I will be doing an IGTV series that airs every Sunday at 9 p.m. If you would like to write in questions, you can send me either a DM or uh, anonymous question through my website, and I will be answering questions about relationships, about anything that you are looking for clarity on on the IGTV series. What's your website? The website is God's Mouthpiece and it's spelled G-O-D-S-M-O-U-T-H-P-E-A-C-E. -E. So peace as in peace, love, and unity. That's awesome. Okay, That's Heather. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> that gave me goosebumps. Heather, may I, may I share? You were raised by a preacher, a PK, your pastor's kid. Yes, I definitely am a pastor's kid. I know the word like the back of my hand. And your father has done amazing work here in the, the Los Angeles area. Can you speak a little bit about the work that he's involved in? And obviously you've been involved with as well. Yeah, my dad's church is called Repurpose. And what we have done since I was about 10 years old 
is we have uh, created multiple churches in the Los Angeles area with the congregation being predominantly homeless. Um, so I have been blessed to be a part of some amazing churches where we have church outside, we feed all of the homeless in the area, and we also bring the word and bring love and bring support, uh, which led me into my career of being a therapist because mm. what I realized is people need food, people need the word, which is also food, but they mm -hmm. also need some help and healing within their mental health too. Love it. And what is your dad's name? His name is Bill Thomas, Pastor Bill. Pastor Bill. Bill. <laughs> Much love and respect. If you want more information also on how you can get involved with that ministry, uh, definitely reach out to us or Heather for sure. So yes. Heather, thank you. I want to share this message with our listeners. And, and if you want to hang on too, by all means, I just want to encourage you that a lot of times, and I think this is driven by the social media world, Instagram and so on and so forth is a highlight reel of our life. And it's rarely the reality of our life. So we are all, at times afraid of sharing the challenges that we're going through, our difficulties. But I just want to encourage you to tell your story, to tell your full story, to not be ashamed, to be real, because you don't know who may be listening and who you may encourage in that moment that feels like they're going through it alone. I got a message from one of our listeners. Her name is Almita. And she said, Hola, Edgar, disculpa que te moleste. I wanted to ask you for the title of the book you guys read to your daughter, Ariela, about heaven. My dad is not doing very well. He's in the ICU. I know the time may be coming, and I don't know how to explain this to my kids in a way that they will understand and have peace in their heart. So I gave her the information from the book because we spoke about this journey, about my dad passing away. and How we told Ariela about your dad passing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and our compadres, mm -hmm. Brian and Jamie, had gifted us this book, yeah. Heaven is for Real. For little ones. That's the title. Heaven is for real for little ones. So Almita wanted to know about that. So I responded to her. Uh, here's the title of the book. And we're praying for your father. And she said, Edgar, we just read the book. And Camila, my daughter, loved it. Yay. She now loves heaven. And it says it looks like fun. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to share the message that Camila, her daughter, sent us. Thank you, Edgar, for the book. That is the one. Heaven is for real for little ones. Me and my mom read it right now, and I loved it. And yeah, and I also liked it. Thank you. <laughs> Cute. She loved it and liked, and liked it. it. Yay. And I actually just got an update from Almita. Uh, saying the book has really helped me and my kids feel more at peace with what's going on with my dad. Thank God my dad is showing improvement oh, glory to God. little by little. I am firmly believing that prayers are helping him get through this hard time. Almita's dad's name is El Señor Oscar Blanco. So please keep him in your prayers. Keep him in your prayers. And I'm a big believer that if somebody's like, hey, asking for prayer or whatever, maybe like, yeah, I'll keep him in prayer. I'm a big believer, like, just pray right in that moment. You never know what's going to happen the yeah. next moment. So mm -hmm. let's go ahead and pray for all those that are sick right now. Dearly Father, I thank you so much for Oscar Blanco's life. I thank you for Almita and her daughter Camila. Continue to give them fortaleza, um, encouragement, and peace through this difficult time. We pray for healing over El Señor Oscar. And we pray for anybody that's listening right now that's going through a difficult moment with job loss, 
with uh, loss of a loved one, with relationship issues, Lord, may they not feel alone. May they know that their value has not changed because of what they've been through. Their value remains. They are worth it. They matter because they matter to you and you love them unconditionally, no matter what they've been through. I thank you, Lord, for the strength you give us all and the access that you give us to hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. With that being said, I just want to encourage all of you to love, serve, and celebrate others and yourself. Make sure you follow us on social media. Find us by using the hashtag Losotelos or visit our website, losotelos.com. Gracias, familia. On Apple Podcasts, it's super important. If you could please leave a review and a comment, that helps us tremendously. Gracias, and don't allow anyone or anything to steal your joy or your peace. Love you guys. Bendiciones. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us on Los Otelos Podcast. When you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member, life's an adventure with your long-distance amorcito. Because who doesn't love walking around the Big Apple con tu media naranja? Or finding the most romantic sunset overlooking the Pacific Ocean? And sneaking in besitos inolvidables in Venice? The Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.annex slash you know.